what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show. First look edition, baby. Getting things done bright and early on a Tuesday morning. Happy to have all of you guys with us. Of course, today's show presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. I'm Dave Lockwood at Lafayette underscore D on the Twitters. Joined by Jordan Vanek at Jordan Vanek DFS and Ben Rasa at Jazzraz DFS. Over there on Twitter himself, Ben. What's going on, man? How you feeling this morning? Feeling good. Yeah, I mean, we got through. Uh, you know, obviously, I always use Thanksgiving as kind of a checkpoint for the NFL season, and now I feel like we've entered the home stretch. You know, playoff races, teams are eliminated, so we kind of get a different dynamic. But I- I'm still excited. There's still plenty of weeks to make or break your season, and uh, maybe Week 12 will be that week. Yeah, how bad are the Seahawks? They're quite bad. I learned that last night. I, I think I was the last person to learn that, but they are terrible. <laughs> They're awful. How bad yeah. are the Eagles? How bad <clears throat> is Cam Newton and the Panthers? I mean, things just not going well around here, Jordan. Yeah, no, uh, going to that game was uh, pretty pretty depressing. Uh, I will say not only did we, uh, you know, Cam Newton had one of his worst games I've ever seen him play, but McCaffrey also got hurt. It, it was just very ugly. And it, I mean, I learned a lot about the Miami Dolphins defense, though. If if you don't have an offensive line, they're capable of scoring touchdowns on defense. So if this season ended today and you're doing the drafts shortly after, you're doing your fantasy football drafts, Ben, shortly after, PPR redraft league, of course, there's a DFS show. We're breaking everything down for week 13 momentarily. Where would you draft Christian McCaffrey? I mean. Because you got Johnny Taylor. You got Derrick Henry. You got Joe Mixon. Kamara. Yeah, I mean, everyone's obviously had their cook is hurt. I mean, they're all hurt, but McCaffrey seems to be in a different category of he's always hurt at this point. It's becoming a real situation, and you just wonder – at some point, you know, is the magic going to be more few and far between than sustained at any other point in his career? I hope that's not the case, but it, it seems like it's trending that way where, you know, when you're paying, I know this is not a fantasy football show, but when you're paying that type of capital, you can't say, oh, I hope he plays nine games. Like you need the most out of a guy like that. And he's not, he's not able to stay on the field. John and Taylor Henry for me, man, I'm putting Mixon and Eckler in the top five this Mixon. year too, Jordan. I mean, no, you would. I mean, I don't, I don't know about at running back at running back. Who would you put above? Who would you put above Eckler and Mixon right now? You still put Cook and Alvin Kamara on that I think awful I, Saints offense? I think I'll take Najee over Austin Eckler next Ugh. year. Really? I, yeah. Najee? I mean, it's got to be a different. I mean, we're going to see a lot of these quarterbacks change. A lot is going to be different next year. I still think I, I prefer Najee over Austin Eckler. I know Eckler has been phenomenal, but again, like, his injury history still exists. He just he's been on the luckier side of things, just like Joe Mixon has. I no problem Mixon and uh, Najee over or McCaffrey, but I'm just not sure about Eckler. All right, I don't believe in injury proneness. No, it's not injury prone. It's just kind of mean his body, his size, like taking the touches he's going to get this year. I think Najee Harris is just kind of one of those guys that we know each for the next at least two years we're probably going to get 280 out of them, 300 touches. Even with McCaffrey, I'm not too concerned. He played 16 games in three straight seasons. This isn't a knee yeah. injury that puts him out like a Jamal Charles or something. So, yeah. it's going to be mean, fun, though. Yeah, Check the, it Panthers, all out. <laughs> the Panthers failed McCaffrey, I think, personally. Just yeah, like we drafted everybody. him, and it's like, 
Come on. They failed you. They <laughs> failed their fans. Anyway, we have a fantasy football channel. Love to have you guys come hang out on that. The awesome odds channel as well. It ain't all just happening over here. A lot of action elsewhere. So uh, come check everything out that we're doing over there. Anyway, hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. And subscribe to the channel. 67,000, 3,000 away from 70K. Appreciate you. Can't do this without you guys. Make our lives a whole lot more enjoyable. And of course, hit that subscribe. Uh, join now if you want to get the emojis, the badges, the free super chats, and all of that fun stuff. The shout outs, you know how it goes. Ben, YouTube's getting soft on us, man. Removing the dislike count, which sucks because I want to see it. I want to know if I'm good or if I suck. But the hate flow. Yeah, I know. Uh, why did they do that? Well, a lot of it talk is about bots. A lot of the other talk, too, is about the uh, the White House administration posting videos and just getting like berated with thousands, like uh, tens and tens of thousands of downvotes, which I, I have no idea. I haven't really looked into it. I don't care. I uh, have talked about them. A lot of them being bots or a lot of them just hate it. Even if it's not bots, it's people coming there intentionally. Same thing happened. Say pol political YouTube. I don't know that. Whatever it is, whatever it is, bring the bring it back for us. Why can't they make an exception? You know? Oh, so you want us to be the only ones that have the potential for thumbs down? Yeah, because our ratios are damn yeah. good. Yeah, we could take it. That's what we, I'm saying. We bring it on. Uh, <laughs> right? we, I'm on like, board. Not a lot of people know that YouTube is uni universally or uniformly removing this. They're going to look at us like we're soft, like we can't handle it. Yeah, well, instead they'll have to. We'll go, have to go old-fashioned. Just send us hate tweets like everyone else in the industry. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, win some, you lose some. <laughs> All right, let's jump into this stuff, fellas. The good thing is I can say things that people just get furious with me about, and I'll never know that I'm saying the wrong thing. So it'll just get worse and worse. You know, I'm sure you're here for that. <laughs> I mean, your DMs are open. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, follow me first, though. Show some love. All right, Jordan, let's dive into this one. We got uh, the, the quarterback position up top. Call me crazy. I just it's so funny that Lamar Jackson has been the guy that's been seemingly underpriced coming in as like the fifth highest priced quarterback every week. And now after two dreadful games. He's the highest priced quarterback. Kyler Murray, Kingsbury opt are hopeful that he'll play. Not optimistic, hopeful, totally different. He's at 7,500. Then you get to Stafford dealing bang with some banged up spots all around the body, but he's got Jacksonville. And then, man, why is Brady, why is Brady the fourth highest priced player against Atlanta this week? Maybe you can explain that better to me because I don't get it. No, I don't get it either. Um, I know Brady had the touchdowns just not on his side this past weekend. Fournette decided to go get them all. But Brady is still one of the top quarterbacks on DraftKings, one of the top quarterbacks just overall. Not sure why his price is the way it is. I don't know why he's less than Matt Stafford, who had one good – or he had a solid game against Green Bay in garbage time for the most part. And Brady, the last time he played Atlanta, put up, what, 40? I think he was the GPP Millie Maker winner. At this, the top prices, I think Lamar and Brady are the ones that will probably be the most popular. And again, I, I think this might be more of a chalkier week at the top. 
DLG slots. Congrats. I'm one of the least smart people I know. So that's that's impressive. I, surround yourself with smarter people, man. But that is very, very impressive. Congrats, dude. Fourth in the slant. That's a nice, nice 5K takedown. Love it, man. Appreciate you uh, hanging out with us every day. Ben, quarterback. I, I, let me throw one more guy at you because I want your take on Brady and these guys up top. But I'm going to include Justin Herbert as well because he's at 6,700 now despite scoring only, what, 13 points and still having a monster game again last week? That's the guy I wanted to talk about. Clearly, listen, you want to go pay for Lamar, obviously. I get it. He can do things that no other quarterback can. He did throw four interceptions, but that doesn't really hurt you. I mean, four is a little extreme, but you're getting there for rushing upside and whatnot, and they've got a, a tough divisional game against the Steelers. Brady, of course, in the Dome against Atlanta, it's very easy, but Justin Herbert, this is the type of guy you just mentioned. The volume is immense. He threw the ball 44 times again last week. Uh, he's got some rushing upside. It's not Lamar, but it's not zero either. And then the other thing, and it's hard to quantify this, but it, it is something. He's got a coach that believes in going for it. And there's a lot of times where other teams are not going to give that quarterback a chance. Justin Herbert has additional touchdown equity because they don't kick as many field goals and, and they roll the dice more. Those little edges add up. And this is a guy, it seems like in any game script, they got a tough game against Cincinnati. It's one of my favorite games. So Justin Herbert might be my favorite quarterback of the whole week. 50 and a half total to kick off the week. That's a nice total. Um, where do you go in this 6K range, uh, Jordan? The 6K range is, uh, I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to stand out to everybody. I'm not sure anybody's going to really get to Russell Wilson after just the way he's looked throwing the ball. I think I have some interest in uh, Derek Carr. Um, Washington still has been giving up the deep ball. Last week uh, against Dallas, he was able to get it going down the field. Deshaun Jackson is like his receivers are pretty cheap. No, probably no Waller, but again, their receivers are capable of getting the long touchdowns. And I think he can hit the 300 yard bonus against Washington. Yeah, I have some interest there. The, the one thing I will say, and Ben, I'll, I'll go over to you here. The one thing I will say is, and, and I think this might be controversial, but if Madison ends up being real chalky, and I think even at his price point, even at this, this price point, they have obviously preemptively priced him up. If he ends up being mega chalk, maybe Cousins goes wildly overlooked and you still have the Jeffersons and the Thielens, even a tight end like a Conklin, that if they do decide, hey, we're going to throw a little bit more today, that could end up being a spot that goes pretty under-owned despite a very good matchup. So I'll keep an eye out for ownership when it drops tomorrow. Definitely a good edge to have there. Just because think about it logically. If Madison is super popular and Cousins has like four touchdown passes, the chances that Madison has a big game are obviously minimized. So you're you're not just getting paid off for your quarterback. You are killing what a lot of people did in that same game. So it's kind of like the reverse with Tampa last week. Fournette scored all the touchdowns and it really hurt all the stacks for Brady and co. You're, you're really increasing your upside when you get it right. So I have no problem with that. Uh, I would... I would love to make a case for Russell Wilson. I, I, I mean, I just, I don't know if I can do it. Honestly, it felt like last night was, he didn't even play that bad, but it's just like, I, with all these other quarterbacks, it's hard for me to make a case outside that no one's going to play him. Yeah. God, it's, it's just not working. It's not, no, it's no. bad. The run game, the run game's non-existent. 
Go ahead. I can see you're getting this is just non existent, might be putting it encouraging. They just, it for Alex Collins to get the 100 yard bonus, he would need 100 carries, and that's not going to happen. It's just, it's really bad right now. They're one dimensional, and it's not like, oh, well, at least Wilson will throw it 50 times. They're one dimensional, and he still throws it a pedestrian amount each game. I was wondering how that's even possible. I saw he had like 31 pass attempts, and then I realized, Jordan. It's because they're three and outing on every drive. I mean, this team had to have punted 30 times over the last three games. I'm not exaggerating. It's got to be around 30, if not higher. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, I don't, it feels like their offense is we're going to try to run it on first down. It's going to get stuff for zero yards. Then the second down, we're going to try to throw a deep ball. It's just not going to work. Now it's third and 10 and we have to throw it downfield. There is no sort of rhythm. Like, I figure Shane Waldron coming over from the Rams, they're going to give some of these layup throws and get, like, DK Metcalf on a screen and just let him be an athlete. Instead, they're just, yep, we're running four verticals every single play. And, like, sometimes you get your Tyler Lockett 60, 70-yard catch, but the man had what? I think he had three catches for 96 yards with four minutes left in the second quarter and finished with that. And for someone who's a slot receiver who can get the easier targets, that's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. It's awful. Our boy, I'm a Tulsa dog said, are you on cousins eviscerating the lions? Lafay? Um, No, as a matter of fact, I'm not, I, I really like Madison, but, and, and then somebody pointed out that, uh, that Madison crushed the first time against the, the lions, mainly from receiving work. He didn't have a rushing touchdown. Now he did have about 25 carries over hundred yards, but you're right. Seven receptions and a touchdown through the air. What I'm getting at is Madison was 5,500 that week. Uh, he's 7,600 this week. So if Madison has a good game, Ben, this is kind of the theory you like to use, so I'll play off of you here. If Madison has a good game, maybe 20, 22 fantasy points. You could still get a big game from the pass catchers, from the quarterback, and 20 fantasy points at 7,600 is not needed like 20 fantasy points at 5,500 is or at least makes it a lot more necessary. That's what I'm saying. I still like Madison in the run game a lot. Certainly he's going to be a topic of conversation and he should be, but as you just mentioned, just to reiterate, like there's more than the amount of like you have two to three running back slots in your roster. There's obviously more than two to three that get there each week, but depending on where they're priced, it doesn't mean they're pertinent. And Madison could have a very good game, but he's competing against Fournette and Najee and Patterson and Mixon and Eckler, as opposed to like, the Gibson Gaskins, Javante Williams, and it's just a different type of price point. So I I do think ownership pending, it becomes more of a lucrative fade when you know that even if he has a decent game, a quality game, you still have to compete with some of the best backs in the league to truly stand out. For sure. Yeah, Eric, I think he was 1900. No, I think he was $2,100 cheaper, not $1,500. You can check me on that. I think it was 5,500. Uh, We'll talk more about running backs. Once again, there's a decent amount in that mid-range that we keep landing on each week. There's Jonathan Taylor, too, in a really, really juicy matchup. But uh, low-priced quarterbacks, uh, Jordan Ryan, Matt Ryan against Tampa. I believe last time they squared off, he put up pretty big numbers, or at least decent enough numbers. Terod Taylor's pretty cheap against Indy, whose secondary appears to be improving. But anybody you like here in the the low range? I mean, as a complete dart throw, if you're more so going to get your Jonathan Taylor or, you know, pay up at the other positions, I don't mind Big Ben against Baltimore. Um, 
again, Baltimore has given up the most 40 plus yard touchdowns to uh, receivers or receiving touchdowns, I should say. And Big Ben had it against the Chargers, this against the Bengals. He had nothing. But I think it's easy to just go Big Ben, Deontay, and Claypool, get the big plays, and find your way to Jonathan Taylor. You like anything at the bottom, Ben? I mean, I always think you can go down there for, for salary relief, as you guys were kind of alluding to. Uh, I think my Trevor Lawrence experiment has mercifully come to an end this season. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, obviously guys mercifully. Like, <laughs> awful matt matt ryan uh to uh those type of guy even even heineke i mean i know he hasn't been running as much but i do think if you're looking at you you more want to target games i think games with big range of outcomes and to me like washington and las vegas anything could happen in a game like that so uh, i don't mind taking stabs there far from a priority though right the only dude do you know how many deep balls two has attempted over the last two weeks zero one it was against us. <laughs> yeah, but Ben knows now that he knows. Yeah, I got, my new guess is for ages is 27, but for numbers is zero. <laughs> <laughs> he had zero in week 12, one in week 11. So, yeah, he's been highly efficient. But you know, against the Giants, you might get another 24 for 28 game with 112 yards and a touchdown. So. That's a scary spot. I think that Washington game, though, that you mentioned, like even a Heineke or Derek Carr, and Jordan mentioned that as well, that could be one of those games that shoots out, 49-point total. So if I'm going down, that, I don't think that's the craziest option. And then, yeah, like I said, Terod Taylor, it's ugly, but he's facing Indy. Maybe they have to throw. Running back, though, gets a whole lot more interesting. And all of these guys you can play over at Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. I hope you guys have taken advantage of this. Some of you might have already been over there, but if you haven't taken advantage of it yet, there's no reason not to. If you haven't signed up at Yahoo yet, all you have to do is use the link in the description or the one that our wonderful producer, Tyler Zander, is throwing in chat right now and deposit $10 when you sign up or more if you want, but only has to be $10 and enter a paid contest. First of all, Yahoo will give you $10 in free credit. So that wipes your slate clean. Then you get a 90, then you get the awesome plus platinum, not weekly, monthly, and not just NFL, but every single sport, ownership, top stack, boom, bust, lineup builder, you name it, all of our tools for every single sport out there. We've got tools too for Yahoo uh, on top of that. So just do it. And I don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't. I said to add, uh, to Adam on the deep dive yesterday, deeper dive yesterday, Ben, that it's not even like you're signing up for one of these horseshit sites where it's like, Oh, yeah, you head over there. They have the $150 to first place Sunday, you know, whatever it is. That's their big contest this week. Yahoo's running million-dollar prize pool contests every Sunday. It's not just that. They clearly, uh, and good for them, they got a lot of money to burn because they seem more than content to give <laughs> you some serious overlay that's already budgeted. And most sites that are starting up, realistically, they just can't do that. So, I mean, that is something that regardless, I'll be honest, Regardless of what you really think, when you see that, you're just at an advantage at that site. Like you're not going to find 200K in overlay anywhere. There are no other sites like that, to my knowledge. So that alone is something that even if you weren't super high on, on saying, oh, you know, I'm going to get over there, that has to turn your head. I know for me, it was something I had to make slightly more of a priority just because you're not going to find overlay like that. That's already budgeted into the contest. Minus 25% management yeah, fee for the Sunday million dollar baller. 
that again that almost forces your hand in, in some ways because it's like if you're not going to be playing that and you're playing some of these other contests with obviously rake much 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 higher north of zero of course i mean that's got to be truly if you're clicking one contest this week realistically it probably should be that one no doubt so use the link sign up throw in ten dollars or more if you want and get the $10 in credits, but also, of course, get a free month of Awesome O Plus Platinum. Again, everything on the site. They'll email us your, your email, and then we'll hit you up, get you set up. You can enter our premium Discord as well, the office hours where the pros are taking your questions and helping you better your game. Uh, and if you've already signed up at Yahoo, but you want to check out Awesome O, use the promo code NFL First Look, all one word, all caps. Get 25% off your first week of Awesome O Plus Platinum weekly, everything on the site. All right, let's do this, fellas. Jonathan Taylor, Jordan, $9,200 on DraftKings. Talking about our sponsor, Yahoo, he's $41, which is $8 more expensive than the next closest player. Yes, that is very expensive, but he's got Houston. This, this is a pretty good spot for Jonathan. I could see this being a game where Wentz throws like 18 times and, and Jonathan Taylor has 35 carries. Yeah, I mean, the way that you got to treat like someone when they're this priced up for me is looking at the guys kind of the elite players that are underneath them and seeing how many of those guys are in that huge smash spot. And there aren't that many this week. Um, Like you have some good values and some players who definitely have some upside. But Jonathan Taylor can be 10 points better than every running back this weekend. Um, And I think that you can get to him. It's just dependent upon what you do at some of the other positions. Again, I think if you go cheap at quarterback, I think if you're not playing him, you're making a mistake. But with Mixon being 1,100 cheaper against the Chargers and just the way that it seems like the Bengals have, uh, they've gone back to the, okay, he's healthy again. We're going to give him 30 touches a game. That's where I'd lean over, Taylor. It just depends on what you go at quarterback. I totally get that. I do. And ownership, I think, will dictate a lot. If a lot of people go in that direction, then maybe you do spend up for Taylor. Uh, ben, I know this has been an approach of yours in recent years that has done you quite well with guys like Derrick Henry, kind of similar players, less pass catching upside, but leaning on the ground. I know it's early in the week, but what are you doing with Taylor and the top of this player pool at the running back position? Yeah, so normally, uh, kind of like you just alluded to, when you see stuff like that, I, I tend to think, you know, there's so many other good backs, I'll take savings. But when you have situations like this specifically, what I mean by that is the Colts are they're eight and a half point favorite on the road against a team like the Texans. Jonathan Taylor, they seem content, kind of like what you were talking about with Derrick Henry. When they get close to the goal line, he scores because they'll just give him the ball until he scores. So yep. you're able to justify the cost a lot easier knowing that the guy legitimately has you know two to three touchdowns well within the range of outcomes not even in outlier games so i i don't find uh getting to him that you know unrealistic given the the value that we're probably going to have certainly mixon the chargers all year have been more than content to give up tons of ground yards that's not their approach it's not their priority and, and as jordan said the bengals are going to run mixon until he wears down he, you know 28 carries in a in a 31 point win uh, it seems like 25 plus carries in every type of game is on the table this year. He has 66 red zone carries this year. The next closest player has 37. He I mean, has 20, sorry, 23 goal line carries. The next closest player has 14. It's massive. And we're seeing part of that is that Cincinnati's clearly turned the corner. They just weren't in the red zone that often in recent years. And now 
uh, Mixon is certainly getting paid off for, for all the work he put in with just a garbage offensive line the past couple of years. Yep. And Jordan, he also leads the league outside of Derrick Henry, who's hurt with a, with an 80% per, uh, share of touches or carries, sorry, inside the red zone. So the touchdown equity is huge, but I do get what you're saying with, with guys like Mixon. I love Mixon this week against the Chargers. This defense has been shit on, right? I mean, their run defense is really struggling. 147 rushing yards coughed up to Denver last week, uh, 55 to Pittsburgh, but I don't count that. Pittsburgh can't run on anyone. This run, the offensive line is trash. Over 100 to Minnesota, 176 to Philly, 142 to New England, 187 to Baltimore, 230 to Cleveland, 186 to Kansas City, 198 to Dallas, 126 to Washington. How about that? Yeah, no, the Chargers, again, they're they're going to basically try to bracket your receivers. And with the receivers that Cincinnati has, like they are going to try to keep Jamar Chase from making the big play. T. Higgins finally found the end zone last weekend. Again, I, I think Mixon's going to be very, very popular, which is going to make it interesting. I, I'm Mixon versus Madison is going to be the one matchup. Because both, both of these running backs are in matchups where they can get 30-plus points. And again, you probably you assume they're going to get the twenty to five plus touches as well. Ben, what are you doing outside of Taylor at the top with Eckler, with Mixon, with uh, there's another one, right? I thought there was. I guess that's really it at the top. You can throw yeah, Madison I mean, in there if you want. Madison would be the other name, I think. For for me, Mixon uh, again, the Charger. Besides, and we can't really pick on on Pittsburgh this week Pittsburgh's run defense is quietly I think the worst in the league somehow they are atrocious they can't stop anyone and that's who Mixon destroyed last week but they're playing Baltimore and I don't think you can really utilize those backs so for me I'm just going to stick with the Chargers picking on them and then I mean Cordero Patterson yeah I don't even know if it's quietly at this point but it's it's unbelievable uh every every week one way or another the guy can contribute in so many ways. I still find myself saying if I had 7,000, I'd rather go get Madison or even drop. So to me, it's going to be a priority to get Taylor or Mixon. If I don't, I might be scrolling into the fives. Oh, all right. I like the fives. I'll tell you what I don't like, Jordan. And I know we had a comment uh, in chat. Somebody saying that they were going back to Leonard Fournette this week. Here's my problem with Fournette. He's coming off an incredible game, right? Credit to Fournette. Huge, huge game. Accounted for every offensive touchdown the Tampa Bay Bucks had. I'm pretty sure of that. Did Ronald Jones have one too, or was it all? Yeah, he had one. He did? He had one? Mm -hmm. Okay. So he had four of five then. Yeah. But you've got him priced really high now. And this is a player who has had a, a, a couple good games, but you're still dealing with a team that has Gronkowski, that has Mike Evans, who did nothing last week, Godwin, who did nothing last week. I, I'm hard-pressed to think that happens in back-to-back -back weeks, and you still have uh, Ronald Jones getting a little bit of work inside the goal line. I don't mind Fournette. I don't like Fournette at this price point. What about you? Are you on him or Cordero Patterson this week? Um, I'm probably going to stay away from this range in particular. I just feel like if you have this type of salary, finding $800 to go to Mixon might be just the better option. And again, Fournette is doing a lot of things great for this Tampa Bay offense. He's got to score two plus touchdowns to pay off this price point. Cause like 
Did he even get the hundred yard bonus last week? I don't believe Fournette, he did. Yeah, he did. Right okay. on the right on the button. There was a hundred. Yeah. Like again, I, I don't. I they still utilize uh, Geo. They still utilize Ronald Jones. Fournette is definitely the lead back, but seventy three hundred for him, or just going down to like, for example, I know um, McKissick was carted off, and Antonio Gibson got thirty one touches against Seattle. He's fifty seven hundred. You have James Conner, who's been really good for Arizona. Elijah Mitchell, like, I'm just not sure I'm playing up that high because uh, he only really gets there if he scores multiple touchdowns. Ben, and Jordan just mentioned it, Antonio Gibson's workload over the past few weeks is massive, massive workload. He has, what, 43, 71 carries over the last three weeks? That's huge. Uh, and then you've also got 72 carries, I think it is, then you also have someone I want to throw out at you, and I want to get your take here in the 6K range and even below. Elijah Mitchell. You, everyone talks so frequently about Shanahan. You can't trust the backfield. You, well, Mitchell's missed multiple games in different time periods throughout the season, and he's come back and every single time taken back over, taking the keys to the backfield. But what's amazing to me is not only does he have 27 attempts in back-to-back games, but this is a guy through the first six games that he played had a combined four targets. He has a five target game and a six target game in two of his last three and then 27 plus carries in back-to-back weeks. The volume for him is huge right now. And Debo Samuel is going to be out a week or two. I think you could see an, Oh, and Seattle's offense is completely stagnant right now. So he's just one of the guys in that six K and lower range that I think is viable this week. Yeah, I mean, him and Gibson are, are unique in that way that both of them have shown they can catch the ball, no problem. They just normally didn't have that opportunity for whatever reason because of personnel. And now I think they're getting that more and more. I, I have, yeah, I mean, Elijah Mitchell has just been fantastic all year. Certainly, I didn't think at the beginning of the year he would just get this opportunity, but now that he has, he's taken full advantage. I got to throw out one more, though. It looks like uh, Swift probably not going to play Jamal Williams 54. Love uh, this. I mean, Minnesota, their run defense is down there with their worst 4.8 yards allowed uh, on the year per rush. That is 32nd in the league. It's been it's 5.0 in the last three games. They're not stopping anyone on the ground. Detroit, you don't think of them as a run first team. They absolutely are. They want to run the ball. They're just awful. And if Swift is not there, Jamal Williams should be poised for a massive day on the ground. And look, Jordan, he's going to be chalk, but. He should be chalk at this price point. Like, yeah, the offense isn't great. They're not a phenomenal team. They have a 20-point implied total. But we already know that Dan Campbell likes him, right? I mean, he was out for a couple weeks. We already know he likes him. And he saw 20 looks last game, 20 touches, as a matter of fact, after DeAndre Swift went out. I'm with Ben. It's going to be hard to get away from this. Yeah, no, Jamal Williams at 54. And that's why I think, like, Gibson and uh, Connor and Mitchell become better plays. Because I think the ownership will kind of be drawn down to him. But Jamal Williams against the Vikings. Taylor Decker coming back for the Lions has been massive for them. They have clearly been a much better rushing team with it. And with Swift going down, it like Demar Jefferson and the guy I can't, Godwin Igbike, I can't, uh, I can't assume that they're going to take much of a role away from Jamal Williams. They shouldn't. There's just no way they should. And this game... Uh, I will call this right now, Ben. Detroit gets their first win of the year. Really? 
I haven't called for it yet. I've said I could see certain things. I think they get their first win of the year. Yeah. Plus 250 out there, if you like that. If they don't win this game, I don't think they're going to win. I'll say that. I think you're right. I might sprinkle a little bit. It's a divisional game in Detroit. Okay, divisional games can go any different direction. We know that. Unless they're, like, playing the Packers. But they've been on the cusp every week. They suck, man. They suck. But eventually it's going to happen. And I'm just not sold by Minnesota. Minnesota is one of the flukiest squads out there. I don't know what to think of them at all. Uh, Ben, hey, I want to tell everybody, and I I just want to get your take here because you were right. Not about Miles Sanders being bad, but about me talking about him, even if Mm -hmm. he is bad. I probably won't play him this week, but you all should because eventually it's happening. Uh, and it'll be after I've given up and, and thrown my hands up. He averaged 7.1 yards per carry last week and nine carry. I, Sirianni hates him or it's the angle. I, I don't know anymore, but uh, you should play him. I, I probably won't because he's going to have a monster game eventually. Anyway, your thoughts on the bottom tier of this running back position. You know, things may open up uh, as we get more and more information I don't have a ton, and it's partly because of we've talked about a lot of guys, not who are playable in the 5K range, who legitimately could be a couple thousand dollars more expensive and still possibly playable. So it's not just that, like, oh, we've got salary. It's hard to say I'm going to save 800 or a thousand dollars to play like a, an Alex Collins or or one of these guys who's who's in a timeshare at best versus. Jamal Williams, Gibson, yeah. uh, you know, Mitchell. These guys are in a totally different situation. I think I'm going to land there more often than not. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Uh, Jordan, you got anything at the bottom? Uh, nothing that, that stands out. Um, it, again, this is unless news opens up. Like, I think if, for example, if anything were to happen to Madison, I would have a lot of interest in Kenny Naganu. Uh, that guy is explosive. He's a, another kick returner for the Vikings that they just found running back from Iowa state. But other than that, I have no interest in any of these guys. If Sanders actually is dealing with another injury, Boston Scott needs to be someone you're considering too. Uh, this is the jets yeah. team that is trash. And right now the spread is what six and a half, seven points in some spots. Yeah. Eagles six and have a, half. A, a 26 point implied total. Yeah. Not, not not a bad spot at all. Anyway, let's talk about the wide receiver position. Do what? Let me, Ben, hit on the wide receivers real quick for me. Wow, you want to skip over? You okay? Okay, I can do that. I thought we we're gonna talk about the Hall of Fame. We're gonna save that for you guys. We got Cooper Cup, nine thousand dollars, which you know, Jordan, it's a price drop. That's what's insane about this guy. But again, when Stafford's not throwing pick sixes. Uh, that's what happens. But the thing I want to ask you right off the top, we start to get into a, like an orphan price. You've got Cooper cup at flat nine Debo's hurt. So then you've got Jefferson at 82 and then the next guy is at 7,500. So like when you picture your lineups, do you think you're going to land in the sevens where you've got plenty of options? Are you going to go to Jefferson? Who's that upper tier or Cooper cup? Who's in his own tier? Um, I'm actually probably not going to get too much of Cooper cup. Uh, I pulled data this past like week about coverages and certain things with, certain uh, teams and the Jaguars run a cover two quite often, uh, more often than most in the NFL and against Cooper or 
against cover two, which Cooper Cups ran 50 routes against, he's only had six catches for 50 yards. He is killing teams that try to play a cover one and teams that try to play a cover three, but the teams that run a cover two, he does not do very well. I think or Van Jefferson against the cover two has killed teams. Tyler Higby has been really good against them. Odell being in this offense, I think, kind of takes away. Um, Justin Jefferson and any stacks that I'm doing with Kirk Cousins, but if I'm not stacking Cousins, I'm probably just not getting to him. Um, Jefferson has been phenomenal in recent weeks, but again, him and Thielen, they're, they're two receivers that are priced over 7K, only team that has that. Thanks, Ben. Sorry, my wife never calls me, so when she does, I just always assume it's something awful. You know what I mean? The yeah. daughter in daycare. Like, oh, God, here we go. She fell off the table, but no, it was nothing. Calling me in the middle of a show. How dare she? Oh, uh, awful. Huh? I said awful. I, tell me about <laughs> it. Tell me about it. We, we will not be on speaking terms. No, I, I don't think she knew I was on a show. Let's hit on Hall of Fame real quick, and then we can come back to this. Uh, let, let's let's make this happen. Did you did you see Sean Zahn's parlay hit? Oh, I did. I was talking about that on the Awesome Odds channel. A uh, little ro- round robin action using Odd Shopper. 150 G's. That'll work. Uh, those, those are nice. <laughs> and those that's nice a when hefty wager for a wrap for that, too. You're, yeah, no doubt about it. That's believing. I'll say this. Say what you want about all that. He has been an integral part of developing these tools, and clearly he believes in his own tools. Because I love that. I do too. Put your money on it, and you see the results. And you're Ben's talking about the the, the uh, player projections for Odd Shopper and all of that stuff, the expected win rate, uh, the XROI, like all of that. It's all free too. Completely all of it. Free. Hey, can you explain to people how these round robins work? I, I've had, I think, a couple of people are like, "What does this mean?" Yeah. So basically, it, it's just a fancy way of saving time. And so say you have five player props that you really like and you want to parlay all of them into different combinations. You want three three prop parlays. So instead of having to figure out like, oh, I have to do the first game, second game, third game, first game, second game, fifth game, fourth, third, second, around Robin's going to get them all for you. Every combination and it lumps them in. You can put a small amount on and it adds up because you have a, a bunch of bets. But if you hit it, you get all, of all those three team parlays, every combination. And what Sean Zahn did, he did that. It looks like with five, you know, person in every intricacy and permutation up and down with all those wagers. I think there was eight of them. So he had a million different combos in there. And when they all connected, you can see a, a massive payout for him. It's amazing. Do you think round robins a good way of betting props? So the thing about parlays and round robins in general, everyone says the same thing. Like, Oh, they're sucker bets. Don't do that. That's true for the most part. But if you have something that's identified an edge, and I really do believe we've done that over at Odd Shopper, you do want to go for the multiplier. It doesn't mean that it's going to win a high probability of the time. But if you're taking plus EV bets, you do want to stack them up in a parlay or or round robin form. And that's the type of stuff. If you're interested in that kind of content over at Awesome Odds and in our Discord, we are talking a lot about that. And Odd Shopper right right now, not going to be always the case, is 100% free. You can go and view these projections from Alex and the team. Now's the time to probably learn about it, to be completely honest. But I do think this is worth experimenting, if nothing else, uh, if you're new to betting. Yeah, what an insane hit. Like, that just... Yeah, it really is crazy. (laughs) You don't see that a lot in betting, like, for betting... You know, uh, it, it's not like with DraftKings, where it's like, oh, I bet $20 and I won a million. That doesn't really happen in betting. But here, that's a one in a million type shot. 
Yeah, he says only took 79 hours to make this with the awesome props tool. He's being facetious there uh, because it's insanely easy to make these type of bets with the uh, with the prop tool over at Odd Shopper. But congrats, Sean. That's amazing. And like Ben said, Sean's developing these tools behind the scenes. So it makes me feel great seeing that. If you're wondering what the Hall of Fame segment is, all you got to do if you want to win a free month of Awesome O Plus Platinum is just go to awesome.com slash avatar, download the avatar, Yahoo, FanDuel, DraftKings, wherever you want to go, wherever you want to play, play some contests, finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more. It doesn't matter if the entry is 10 cents. It doesn't. Just finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more and tweet your wins at awesome H-O-F, and you get a free month, $90 value, everything on the site for the entire month. Jordan Weber, big hit last night. Appreciate all the help. Nice job, man. Sixers fan, 9-1. Oh, I like that. Okay. Good stuff, bro. Solid avatar. And then you got Coleman with a $2,500 win as well. CM Carr. Good night. Thanks, guys. Slate starter, the process, contenders, all of it. And then you have what? Fifth and six are awesome avatars as well. We'll take it. We'll take them all. Baseball Wolf first and second in the quarter jukebox. Congrats to you as well, man. And then Jordan Lockhart still got it. 30K win. This guy is just absolutely on fire. Cannot lose. Download the avatar. Hit us up at Awesome HOF. Include Jordan and Ben and myself in it. We like to see these wins and I uh, get your free month. All right. Did we talk about the top of the position already? Wait. That guy hit again? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. 30K is not that much, though. It's like, it's kind not of to him anymore. For me. Yeah. It's just. Dude, he's he's on like Gene B. Kim. This is before you came over here, Jordan. I don't know if you had watched some of our shows before, but Gene B. Kim was the original like mega heater when we started this Hall of Fame. What did we start like a year ago, Ben? He probably less than a year around yeah. that, right? After okay. the like when sports resumed. Yeah. Okay. So mm. yeah, around that. Yep. Um, mega heater, and then it was Peter Hanley. Yep. Who had the other one? He had another big win. And now Jordan might be on the biggest heater we've seen yet. From yeah, an extended it's of the name. Of yeah. I think it's the name, to be honest. It might be. It might the be. The Lockhart <laughs> part, though, not, not oh, the Jordan part. That, that, hurts. <laughs> that hurts, Ben. <laughs> uh, where were, I'm just curious. Where were you guys? Uh, where were you guys settling at the top of the wide receiver position? Well, I just said I'm, that I'm fading Cooper Cup and uh, only okay. playing Jefferson and Kirk Cousins stacks. Ben didn't get to touch on it just yet. But I, I can save some time there. I'm completely in line with you. If I get to Cousins, certainly Jefferson going to have to be looked. I'm not looking to pay. If I was going to have that type of salary, Jonathan Taylor would be my priority. Um, right. I, I just I don't think paying that premium for Cup, who's unbelievable. We know that. But it's such a deep position. I, I would definitely bump down to the next range. Do you think that maybe Daryl Henderson in a scenario like this becomes more appealing that possibly with Matthew Stafford banged up? to hell them dropping what three straight games having to lean on the run or having to lean on the pass this could be a big henderson game this week just throwing it out there definitely could be and i I think it's just more i want to target guys that you don't need monster outputs to justify them in your roster and certainly henderson fits that Cup, cup does not you need a super game from him and he can do it but I don't like that just given the state of the Rams right now. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's like, oh, you have to go there if you're not going to Cup at all. But yeah. I am saying that there is a very good possibility that Cup has a, you know, modest game, but for 9K, not get there. And Henderson has 25 carries. I think it's actually possible this week. So we didn't touch on him. 
Jordan, I like Keenan Allen a lot. The only thing is I wish he was a little cheaper. Like if, if I'm, if I want to stack the chargers, it's nice that you get Herbert at that price, but I don't know. Allen, Allen's pricey, man. Yeah, no <clears throat> Keenan Allen, just cause you know, he's going to get the PPR receptions. You're hoping he gets to that hundred yard bonus. I'm not sure that I'd, go much of him unless i'm just kind of mini stacking with Mixon, maybe and just hoping that they just get the total volume in that game and the way the game script works um terry mclaurin has just been he's he doesn't have good quarterback play but he's just phenomenal and the raiders they gave up big plays to michael gallup they gave up big plays to cedric wilson that i believe he dropped some of those as well i like terry mclaurin at his price um, cause especially since I think that Keenan and Adam Thielen will get a lot of the, uh, ownership in the over seven K range. Yeah. Oh man. I tell you the, the other spots that really intrigue me are, I mean, Ben, you've got Mike Evans at 6,700. You got Godwin at 6,600. I have no, I don't care that they sucked last week. That's Tampa's offense. They'll score points, and sometimes it comes from random spots. This week wasn't random, but it was Fournette. DeAndre Hopkins, if he returns, is 6,200. And I will go to Devontae Smith. I think this is a squeaky wheel game. I'm not a big narrative guy, but he was pissed off that he was open, and they threw it to a guy that can't catch passes. They threw it to a guy who cannot catch passes, and Jalen Rager dropped two would-be game-winning touchdowns. One of them might have put him at the one. Devontae Smith pissed off, was completely it, it phased out of the offense last game. Now you've got a Jets secondary that Matt Kajewski said is the closest thing to a college team. I will have some Devontae Smith this week, and I think he's going to be minimally owned. I'm talking like 3 4%, maybe 5%. What are you doing in that mid-range? Yeah, I can get on board with that, certainly. I mean, the Tampa receivers, they're going to be one-offs. They're going to be in Brady stacks. I, I get all that. Uh, not going to push back on that. Not going to push back on McLaurin, who that game, I think, right now is quickly. It's early in the week. But Washington and Las Vegas, I have some interest in stacking that game and just hoping for just absolute anarchy. I think we could see that. The guy I'm struggling with, not that I, I don't know how he's going to play because he's been wildly consistent, but Waddle just continues to slightly rise in price. But when you're getting, you know, 10-ish targets and you're converting 80% of them, it's hard to have a horrible game. Now, he doesn't score. He doesn't have a ton of explosiveness. But occasionally you can find the end zone. And obviously we saw that last week. So you've got Waddle there as well. And then starts to get a little murky. And then, and then the two, I mean, you mentioned Evans and Godwin. There is Metcalf and Lockett who are at like some of the lowest price points we've seen in years from them. can't quit them. I just, yeah, you're right. I really can't. <laughs> The saddest part is that it's not, and I've said this so many times over the years, it's not even that they're, you say one of them plays good. It's still almost that you got a 50, 50 chance to just be wrong there. Like most, most of the time, neither of them get there. Good luck getting it. And you know, you put Metcalf and then Lockett has, you know, three for 303 touchdowns. And you think, how did he have 300 yard touchdowns in a game? That doesn't seem possible, but it's just, it's so hard with Seattle right now. I want to go there, but I don't know if I can stomach it. I hear you. And I wasn't, I wasn't saying that like in a negative way. No, it's negative. No, (laughs) but I, I think it's one of those spots where you just kind of, it's this, this, this thing I can, can it stay this bad forever or at least to close out the year. And and it's beginning to look like the answer might be yes. I I mean, it's, 
you're really playing them in a game theory perspective. Like you're playing them because no one else is, and you believe on a macro level that they are some of the best talent in the league. There's nothing that I see from the offense. If you watch the game last night, that makes me think that DK Metcalf is on the verge of breaking out. Uh, it, it just doesn't seem to be happening. You just know that if it changes, he shouldn't be a mid six K player. Cause he's incredibly talented. Jordan is Russell Wilson better than Zach Wilson. Yes. He's better than him. I mean, is he better than Carson Wentz? No. Marcus oh, okay. Mariota. Cause I was I, clearly, I, I was clearly joking, but yeah, no, I mean, I, at, with the way he, the first pass of the game, the Gerald Everett that, I don't know if you paid attention to that detail, but he threw it like 15 feet over his head. I've never seen Russell Wilson overthrow a guy Sailing. that bad. Like, and he wasn't pressured. It was just, he doesn't have it. Like that thumb injury is still affecting him. <laughs> and it's just, it's ugly. It's, it's an ugly situation. I'm not believing in Russ until he kind of shows it. Um, he does like, he did throw two nice balls to the, on the deep ball over the middle of the field and to lock it. But it, you're like, again, lock it at three for 96 and it, he had it in the second quarter and it was because of one catch what you're right. banking on jordan burkhardt says i've been ice cold ever since Lafayette started mistakenly crediting me for all of the lockhart wins let me say i thought i was calling him jordan i was calling him jordan burkhardt i was like that name sounds familiar so i actually had a an appropriate name from chat i just had the wrong name but there is a jordan burkhardt all right we'll turn it around jordan jordan burkhardt Coming up big this week. Big win. He'll be on the Hall of Fame. And when you are, sir, I will call you Jordan Lockhart. <laughs> and then the heater and freezer or cooler. Someone said I'm on a freezer. The cooler will flip and you'll start getting featured here big time. And then poor Burkhart, man, things are or Lockhart. Things are going to go downhill quick. Anyway, Jordan, anything you like for the uh, for the mid range here at wide receiver? I'll just add this stat for your Devonte Smith love. Um, I, I think this is definitely a big week for him. The uh, you guys are going up against the Jets, who run a cover one a ton, and the team you've played that's run a cover one a lot has been the Kansas City Chiefs, where Devonte Smith had a huge game, and the Denver Broncos, where oh, Devonte Smith found right. the end zone twice. So. I do like Devontae Smith this week big time, especially with just, I mean, there's no second receiver on this team. <laughs> no. It's, 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 it's not Rager. <laughs> no, it's, that guy got hit in the face it's Quez way Watkins. too much. <laughs> Quez is the number two. Ben, I'm talking to you, pal. Uh, Quez made a neck. Yo, that guy makes circus catches left and right. They just. So does Rager. They're just not in bounds. <laughs> that guy made Rager. If there was a stat for. Catches that don't count that look cool, he would be yeah certainly towards the top. Oh, the training camp ones and the joint practices? It's like oh, four yeah. touchdowns that upon review, he was just running out of bounds for a while before he <laughs> caught it. That draft with Jalen Rager has some of the worst picks in the like later parts that I've seen in play. Yeah. Justin time. Jefferson. They could have Jefferson, so, but then uh, the I Dolphins. Know, yeah, I know. All right, the Dolphins could have picked. Uh, they picked Noah Ngagbe, who doesn't even play for them. The man isn't even <laughs> on the field. Instead of Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift. Could you imagine if they actually had a running back? <laughs> Crazy. Did you see the the the, the callback touchdown last week from Rager? He he ran out of bounds behind the medical tent disappeared and came back in bounds in the end through the tunnel. Through the t- <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. That's his go-to move. 
guy is quite a character. Yeah, how funny would that be, though? If he's just zigging in between the Gatorades <laughs> behind the tent, and he comes back, and it's a dart that he just lays out for in the corner of the end zone and catches it and starts celebrating. That's how he rolls, man. TCU. He'd say finest. he got pushed out for sure, but uh, that nah, Quez is good, man. It's just this whole team is 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 a disaster. What happened to our Siegel Whiteside? He was another one of my. I know he's great. Yeah, dude, him over DK Metcalf. I mean, never mind. It's okay. Yeah, and Terry McLaurin. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I mean, it happens. Look, dude, it's it's not lost on me. I understand how bad it is. At least you have three picks in the top twenty. You guys can't possibly mess this up. No, Wentz will get hurt next week, and then we'll lose that, and then the Dolphins will go on a run and win out. <laughs> All right, uh, Ben, what are you doing with, with the lower-tier receivers? We can go under 6K because I think there's some interest there with, like, Renfro and Ayuk with Debo out, and I'm, I'm curious to know where you're at on guys like Russell Gage too. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of exactly where you're at. You're, you're either going for really potent offenses, their second or maybe even third, like the Van Jeffersons of the world, or you're going for teams – you know, that aren't the best, but you've got like a a Mooney or Elijah Moore guys like that. I'm very comfortable. I'm going to have some builds this week that are a little different that I have a lot of 5k guys, like four or five of them across my running back and wide receiver where I'm not paying down anywhere, but I'm also not going to get any like top tier talent. And I'm okay with that just because I think there's more mid range value than like Oh, we've got this guy at the min. We've got this guy towards the min. There's just a lot of really solid players in these mid ranges this week. And I, I plan to attack that pretty heavily. Even like Pittman, who disappointed a lot of people last week. If you don't go to Jonathan Taylor, he still had 10 targets in that game. So maybe you just run hot and he gets his before it gets out of hand. Yep. That's really the hope because you know that the that once they go up, it's yeah. Jonathan Taylor season. Anything you want to close out with at the lower uh the wide receiver. I'll throw one at you, Jordan, and then you can close the position out. If you're just dart throwing and you like the shootout potential like Ben does, Deshaun Jackson is 4,200. Uh, ran a lot more routes than he did two weeks ago. Scored on a deep touchdown and has that ability to, if 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 possible, you know, two 50-yard touchdowns. We've seen him do it before. Or he gets blanked. It's a large field tournament play at no ownership. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. And I will say with Pittman, Pittman got PI'd on like a 66-yard touchdown, or like a 44-yard touchdown. That's right. Yeah, it was it was it, it really killed. And then uh, Jonathan Taylor ended up just running it in that drive. But um, yeah, no, I, I think you hit on it. I do have some interest in Mooney and Kirk, who are the same price as IU as direct pivots off of them. Um, Mooney's been phenomenal as of late and the Cardinals secondary doesn't exactly scare me. Uh, Odell at 55. I'm interested to see that injury news, but Van Jefferson and him are two players. If I'm, if you're off of cup, like I am, I'm going to be having some interest in them. All right. So, uh, hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet or hit the thumbs down. Not like we're going to see it, but no, really the thumbs up would be appreciated here. What do you got? 64, almost 250 watching and 67,000 subs. Once again, if you tuned in late, appreciate you. And hey, if you're watching the show after the fact, leave a comment down below. I always try and read them uh, at the least and respond to them as well. So, um, yeah, if you're watching this after it posted, you got all week to do so. Check out those comments as well. Ben, tight ends, top of the position, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts. I don't think there's no chance we're getting Darren Waller this week. So, no, no. So we really and, you know, Kelsey, of course, not on the slate. So it's a, a little depressed price point. 
think Kittle would be where I'd go the most if Debo sits. Uh, he could just really have one of those monster games. Kyle Pitts to me is, is the He's been most brutal. They can't. It's not his fault though. They can't get him the ball. I, I know. I agree. Yeah. I know. But from a fantasy standpoint, it's been brutal. Yeah. It absolutely has. I just. I see it and I'm trying to separate because I'm like, man, Kyle Pitts has every opportunity to win these matchups. They can't get him the ball. It's just an absolute problem. So for me, I'd I'd prefer Kittle or I would drop, you know, you can go to like the Goddards and the Higbees and those types and you're saving thousands of dollars. I don't think there's a ton of difference or you can play as an attachment to Brady. Certainly Gronk has just been quietly fantastic all year. Lafayette, you brought that up when he's on the field. This guy is producing every week. Who was that? Gronk. Gronk. He's, he's, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was about to, I heard you. He's, he's been sick. Dude, he's the tight end two this year in the weeks that he's played. Not including, was it like week eight? One of those weeks he came back for eight snaps or something. I don't count that. Gronk's been, I'll tell you what, man. I'm serious about this. When you look at the guys up top, Andrews is a stud. Kittle's good, but if Seattle can't move the ball, I think you're going to see another 30 touches from Elijah Mitchell. I still like Kittle, though. I think he's fine here. Pitts, it's a spot where you would hope that he could excel, but there's I have no faith. I don't want to pay that for Ertz. Gronk's probably my favorite guy in that 5K and up range this week, Jordan. Yeah, I think it – yeah, no, he definitely is my favorite player because, again, Gronk's been – you've mentioned the tight end, too. He's just – he's still Brady's guy. Like, he's still the guy, especially with Antonio Brown out, that, like, you're not really scared of him not getting at least six targets. And that's really all you need from this type of position. For sure. Um, Let's all throw out a cheap tight end, if there's anybody you guys like. Under 4K, I'll go Everett. I I know that Russell Wilson – here we go, Ben. I'm going with you on Seattle. (laughs) I I know that Russell Wilson has not looked good lately, but over the last three weeks since he returned, Everett leads the team in targets. With 20, uh, he is right behind DK Metcalf and routes run. He's on the field a ton, and I don't know if that thumb is hindering Wilson to the point where he's targeting his tight end more as a result. Uh, and if that's the case and it remains that way, I still think Gerald Everett's perfectly fine this week. Uh, you could get another eight or so targets from him. What do you got, Ben? So I think Jared Cook is one of the ways. You mentioned Keenan Allen. could be. You can do some unique things with the Chargers, and he's someone certainly live to score. Uh, Decent targets for an offense like that. They throw the ball a lot. And he's only 3,100. So unless you're really desperate and you're looking for like a complete nobody, I, I think that's kind of where I would land. You got anybody cheap here at tight end, Jordan? I'm debating between two guys, but I'll go with Foster Moreau with Darren Waller being out. Um, he's had some big games. He's 2,700. And then the other guy I was thinking was Brevin Jordan, who actually yeah. ran around in 60% of snaps last weekend. He's pretty yeah, good. Right. Yeah, got a touchdown in. I mean, against the Colts, I, I have no problem doing that, especially with how we think the game script's going to work. Brevin Jordan, baby, minimum salary. I like it. We'll wrap it up with this. Remember, uh, NFL first look, all one word, all caps, gets you 25% off your first week of Awesome O Plus Platinum. It's ugly down here, fellas. It's ugly down here below 3K. I could really only find one team that I liked even a little bit. I'll let you go first, Jordan. Who do you got under 3K at defense? You you aren't wrong that it is pretty ugly. I think if you're getting – me, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I know they're playing the Chargers, and that's one of the offenses. Uh, we just saw Herbert throw some pick sixes this year. He's been up and down. I think 
to get away from it, I will be going to the Bengals D. All right. What about you, Ben? I mean, Stafford does throw a pick six in every single game. That's not even an exaggeration. So I want to say Jacksonville, but I'm going to say the Lions. Lions at home. Uh, I think you could get a lot of passing volume if you think they keep it close against someone like Cousins. I do. 2,300. I think they win it, Ben. Yeah, that would help. If you if you like that and you like Jamal Williams, I don't think it's crazy to punt the Lions defense with him. So I got to go with the Steelers, man. I This team stinks, okay? Total, totally understand. Totally understand uh, this is bad. But at the same time, they still have a – the secondary is bad too, but they still got some guys like Nick Fitzpatrick. They, can, they, they, they still got some ball hawks back there. And Lamar Jackson has looked dreadful. So, was he got five picks in his last two weeks, right? Might get a little pick six action here against Lamar. We'll see. Divisional game. I expect this to be a very low-scoring affair. But it's ugly down here for sure. Do you, I, Let me ask you guys this, and then we'll get out of here. Are you? Do you think this could be a week where you end up paying up a lot for defense? I try to avoid that each week. Yeah, I, I feel like I might. Um, it's, again, very early in the week. We, these injuries kind of happen, and all of a sudden, A.J. Brown's on IR, and a bunch of these other players are out for multiple weeks. So, again, I, I think I might be paying up, but it's definitely an ugly week for defense. Ben? I think I'm more prone to do it, but all in all, unless major value breaks, I still try to punt defense. You'd rather have Jonathan Taylor – and the Jags defense, then uh, I don't know, Madison and the Rams. Yes. Hey, thanks for hanging out as always, guys. Follow Ben at Jazz Raz DFS, Jordan at Jordan Vanek DFS. Shout out to Tyler Xander for producing the show. Hit me up at Lafayette underscore D, all of them right there in yellow underneath these beautiful faces. Catch you back here for the next one tomorrow. First look at ownership with Matt Kajewski, Eric Lindquist, and myself. Got a whole lot going on throughout the day. So, boys, wrap it up. Jordan, what do you have going on this week? Just got the uh, college football prize pick show on Friday. And, you know, just hanging out. All this college football news lately is something that I'm keeping interest on with all the coaches moving around. Ben, you got you had a huge week last week for college stuff. Settled down a little bit this week? No doubt. It's championship week. So really, really excited. And it's been a good, I, I had a good betting week, which was very exciting. And honestly, for me, just working hard over on Odd Chopper, awesome odds and Odd Chopper. It's really growing fast. They're doing a great job. So I just implore all you guys. I know you've seen it maybe here and there. Just if you have five minutes, just go to oddchopper.com and surf around. It's totally free. You don't have to sign up. Just let us know what you think. If you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear it. Handles are below, but that is where my focus will be this week. Shouldn't even have to request that. It's just a ridiculously (laughs) cool tool. It is. It's a lot of fun. We'll catch you guys back here for the next one. Peace.